the farmers markets here are amazing. The farmers are amazing. You have so much to choose from, um, and cheeses too. I mean, everything. There's like so much happening here, food-wise. Um, your options are <laughs> pretty amazing. A career that started with bread winds its way through L.A., rubbing shoulders with Nancy Silverton's Roman pizza concept. Then finally, after a lot of commuting up the coast to Portland, Oregon, results in an East Coast slice shop. The story behind Pizza Thief, straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. And welcome, everybody. Great to have you along with us for another edition of Pizza City here. Uh, we are jumping around the country as usual, but uh, before we get to our guest today, I want to talk about a uh, quick reminder, Pizza City Fest Chicago. Tickets on sale now at uh, pizzacityfest.com. I know several of our listeners are coming to Chicago. It's going to be July 23rd and 24th. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Pizza City Fest. So we'd love to see you all here uh, July 23rd and 24th. By the way, it's it's smack dab in between Pitchfork and Lollapalooza. So get your music on on the weekends uh, before and after, but get your pizza on the end of July. Okay, also shout out to Rafi Bildner, who goes by Hilltown Pies. Hill, sorry, Hilltown Hot Pies on Instagram. He is currently hashtag peddling for pizza through Italy. Talk about a bucket list trip. Uh, and looking forward to seeing all the pics from that fantastic voyage. So way to go, Rafi. Okay, on to today's guest, Darby Aldaco. He got into some big trouble as a kid stealing pizzas from stop delivery cars. That sounds like a few people I know. Um, at 18, he was arrested for stealing a Domino's pizza, subsequently losing his prom date. Poor guy. Uh, he wound his way through L.A. Um, in the bread scene, and he ended up working for Nancy Silverton's team at Triple Beam, uh, which was a Roman-style pizza place. And then he began commuting to Portland up the coast for a pizza project. He said it's a two-day drive. I can't imagine. I mean, I'm sure it's beautiful, but wow, that's a long way to go for a commute. Uh, the result is Pizza Thief and the Bandit Bar next door. They make 18-inch pies, and they focus on sourdough and whole grains with high hydration. Like so many of their peers in Portland, they get all of their ingredients from local farms, markets, and mills in the Northwest. They also make one of the nation's greatest chocolate chip cookies that has been haunting me ever since my trip there last fall. Truly worth driving out, not two days for, but worth going out of your way for. Um, the most amazing chocolate chip cookie. We're going to talk about it today on the show a little bit. Um, but we begin as we do each week by asking our guest about his first pizza memory. Shakey's Pizza Parlor. Dude, you and I. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Shakey's Pizza guy from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Okay, um, yeah, Shakey's and Mojo Potatoes, those are my, that was my thing. You were the first guest we've had in two years whose first pizza memory was Shakey's. Um, thin and kind of crispy, and kind of almost like a tavern-style pizza, yeah? Yeah, it was, actually. I, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a kind of a buffet they had set up, too. Um, but yeah, it was thin. I forgot about that. And where would that have been? What town? Visalia, California. 
part of California is that? Central Cal, um, uh, San Joaquin Valley. And I guess that makes sense because Shakey started in Sacramento in 1954. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, you don't wow. no, got to find these things out, Darby. Wow. <laughs> okay, so that's your earliest pizza memory. And then how did you kind of wind your way through this through the food business? Moved to Portland, Oregon in 93. I was 21. I got a job at Great Harvest Bread Company. Started baking bread and uh, went back to California and got into pastry, baking and pastry. And gosh, somehow back in 2017, I got a chance to open up uh, Triple Beam Pizza in Los Angeles. It was like Nancy Silverton's project. And uh, Was that a Roman style? Roman style. They flew in this guy named Cesare, who uh, he has a shop now in, I think, Ottawa. Um, but yeah, they flew him in. He worked at Roscioli in Rome, and he trained me how to do for like about a month and a half just making Roma-style pizza. And so what kinds of things were you learning there? Because my understanding with at least with Bonchi and the Pizzarium would be, you know, multiple styles of flour, a little spelt, long fermentation, baking it in the pan. Like what kinds of things were you learning in that sense? High hydration, like really high hydration. We just kept pushing it, pushing it almost to 100% just to play with it. I think we settled on maybe in the 90s. Um, high hydration, long mix, uh, it was a short fermentation, like 12 hours, but the whole time I was always curious how we could tweak it. After I left there, I started working for Bub and Grandma's Bread in Los Angeles, which is all sourdough, and uh, that's where I got to play with, with, with the dough. And that's where you're tending a mother, where you're attending a mother starter, where you're feeding it every day, and it's many years old, and they have stories about the first time, and when they were on vacation, someone was feeding it, and like that kind of a thing? Uh, basically, yeah. Um, started ours with just named Tanya, uh, Tanya Harding. Tanya White, Tanya Harding White, because she's made with hard white. Um, <laughs> we built her February 23rd, uh, 2020. Um, Do you remember the date? Yeah. Like uh, a birthday. And uh, I was driving back and forth between California and L- L.A. and here. And so my business partner's um, fiance at the time would feed it for me. And they were both terrified. They'd call me all the time because they thought they were going to kill her. <laughs> commute like from L.A. to Portland? Uh, Two-day. Two-day ride. Um, my, at a Shasta, Mount Shasta was my halfway point. Um, lots of bad pizza. <laughs> I thought I would come up here, we'd open this, I'd put people in place and I could go back to California and kind of come back and forth. Um, it's not that, it doesn't happen that way. Basically, I live here in this place, in this restaurant. Does that happen? Is it partly COVID related or just that's the business? Uh, the business is just, you're just married to it. It becomes more of a lifestyle up here too, isn't it? It is a lifestyle. It's a pizza town too. It's, uh, I think it's pretty amazing, the pizza scene here, I think. So tell me about that, because so you, you your formative years were in California and you've worked in L.A., um, and there's a bit of a pizza culture there. I wouldn't say it's enormous, but there's certainly, you know, Apollonia and there's a Joe's Pizza there from New York. But tell me about the pizza scene here. I mean, we've heard about a piece of Shoals and Lovely's 50-50 for years, but now we're seeing, you know, Scotty's and Red Sauce and these other places. I keep hearing about new places all the time. What is it about Portland and pizza? I feel like the bread scene isn't very strong here. I th- I'm always blown away that LA has such a huge, massive bread scene for you know, carbs. Um, here, people love pizza. Maybe it's a rainy weather, cold weather, I don't know. Um, but definitely everybody loves pizza here. And it, it seems like the people I've talked to so far say there's a lot of, the, there are bakers here. Like people who are making the pizza are really bakers at heart. I believe that. That makes sense. 
yeah, that's what I mean. That's my background. That's where I, that's how I attack it. Is just from the crust aspect. Um, and then in terms of toppings, I mean, they're all the farms. Oh my God, yeah. The the farmers markets here are amazing. The farmers are amazing. You have so much to choose from, um, and cheeses too. I mean, everything. There's like so much happening here, food wise. Um, your options are <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah, so it just makes sense. You've got the ingredients here. If you excuse the phrase, you know, just in terms of making a great pizza, it's across the toppings. It's that the know-how. Um, but there's not a long history, a long culture of pizza here, is there? Uh, no, I wouldn't think so, no. Um, people talk about pizza towns, it's like you know New York and New Haven with all these great deep histories in Chicago, 1920s and 30s, but here you're talking the last 10, 15 years at the most. Except for Pizza Shoals, what's he been, 25? He's an outlier, but yes. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's true. Um, there aren't many. I mean, I see uh, Pietro's, I think. There's a couple of signs I see, different old schools, but... Uh, yeah, you don't see much here. So when you were trying to create a pizza place here, what was your intention? What kind of pizza did you want to have? I wanted Roman style. Um, I wanted to do Roman style, but then we found this location and it's not heavy foot traffic. So I feel like Roman style is more of a uh, pedestrian kind of pizza. Um, so we went for a New York slice shop kind of theme. And uh, at the time it was COVID, so no one was doing slices anymore. Everyone pulled back. So we wanted to go with a slice shop. Could you do Roman in this town, like in Altaglia, where you're cutting it to order and then weighing it? I feel like you could. Um, it just—I always feel it just has to be a really uh, like 23rd Street, maybe. Like it has to be an area where there's a lot of foot traffic. And from what you're doing here at Pizza Thief, you are doing it by the slice now that we're coming out of COVID a little bit. Uh, masks still required as of this recording inside, but um, you're getting slices to go. You're reheating them sort of New York style, yeah. 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 Basically, yes. Um, there aren't a lot of slice shops in Portland. There aren't. That's why we stuck with that. We got caught off guard with the slice shop portion of it. I, we weren't expecting it to be so busy. Um, and the problem is, it's not a problem, but we put about six or seven options. Our whole menu is, is available by the slice, and people will order all six or seven pizzas for a slice. So, so maybe it's rethinking. Overwhelming. It's a little overwhelming trying to keep up with it. Rethinking that philosophy, maybe? We try to pull back. But then we people get upset when we don't have all the options. So we just basically uh, we've, we're developing a way to keep up with the slices and keep up with the takeout and the dining inside. Are customers here, um, I mean, different than California, obviously in Southern California. But what are they looking for? Do they have things that they're that are familiar to them? Like you know, in the Midwest, we like bulk sausage pinched and pressed. New yeah, Yorkers the want New Yorkers all want cheese. Uh, it's all they want. Cheese. They're going to judge me by the cheese. They're from New York. Every single person from the East Coast tells you they're from the East Coast. And I know pizza. I know pizza, and I just want a slice of cheese. And they've, we've won them all over, which is pretty awesome. Um, it's not a typical New York slice because it's sourdough and whole grain, but I think the, uh, the sauce, the cheese, the balance, they seem pretty happy with. So. And then the ones who were born here don't know any better. They just expect to have radicchio ones, and fermented. The ones who are from here are obsessed with mushrooms. I'll say like our Wildwood, which is uh, sorted mushrooms. Uh, that's pretty our second biggest seller after pepperoni. That's right, because Jack Sarnecki, the mushroom guru, is from Portland, I think. So right. mushrooms are a big deal here. Oh, they're huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep talking with Darby about uh, the pizzas here specifically, uh, the dough, fermentation, some of the toppings and ingredients. Uh, we're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking with Darby Aldaco here at Pizza Thief uh, in Northwest Portland, yeah? 
Northwest, uh, yeah, northwest. Everything in Portland is like southeast, northwest. All divided by the river. Up by the river, okay. And there are a lot of bridges in this town, by the There's way. There's a lot of bridges. Bridgetown, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're back here on the line now, and I'd like to ask you maybe where things begin with the dough and you're working on the bench here. Um, you said all-natural starter. Oh, yeah, 100% all-natural. Uh, it's about 35% whole grain. Um, Are you working with a local mill or someone nearby? Camas is, uh, we get our hard white and our rye and spelt from Camas. Uh, the rest comes from Utah, it's uh, central milling for our bread flour. Um, it's all organic, so. Okay, and then, um, what, one or two days ferment? Uh, it's a 48 hour, 48 to 52 hour ferment. And uh, yeah, right now he's just dividing for tonight. We're, we're running low, so <laughs> it's our little backup stock here. When you bake a pie, uh, is that semolina over there that you're gonna? Uh, it's actually it's Durham. Yeah. Oh, Durham. Okay. Yeah, we use Durham. I I learned that from uh, when I was working in Triple Beam down in LA. That's what we used. What was it like to work with Nancy Silverton? Uh, I didn't get to work with her a lot. She's pretty amazing. When I did work with her, she's um she's like a mom. <laughs> I can't describe. It. I was totally terrified to meet her, but because uh, I grew up like reading her books and culinary school and everything, and uh, I always wanted to go to LA and work at La Brea Bread. As like, and then I got to work there as an adult. Um, I think she's pretty awesome. Let's say the dough's rolled out here. How would you top a typical pie? I'm guessing, is it typically, I see a lot of pepperoni here in the rack. A lot of pep. Um, they all pretty much, we have red or white. Our white is straight up, uh, just a basic, with whipped cream. Nothing, just straight whipped cream. Um, and then our, our reds are tomato sauce. What's your sauce? Where's it from? What kind uh, of tomatoes? sauce is a Stanislaus, um, Delta Cucina. Love those. Uh, not much to it. We're, it's a raw sauce. We don't cook it. It's um, season it at all. Or just uh, there's a little chili, uh, chili flakes, a little bit of sugar and salt and pepper. That's okay. it. Nothing else. Pepperoni is looks like the cup and char. It's either it's a cup a and char. It is Rosa Grande. No, it's neither. It's, all right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for breaking out of that mold for a second. <laughs> oh no, I can't think of the name though. Where's the L? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You can catch me in the weird spot. Um, but yeah, it is neither. Uh, I pretty thin it. though, pretty thin pepperoni. It's the same, it's the same um, cup and char, but it has more, I want to say a little bit more of a spice to it, a little bit more. I was looking for something more with a linguisa element to it. Like I like that spicier rather than just salty. Um, so this one kind of hit that spot. And do you, how do you finish the pies with anything? A Romano um, or they oregano? I'll get grana. Grana yeah. and a little of the Sicilian oregano for the finish. Uh, some vary, like the meatball. This is our baller. Um, it gets finished with a little chili flake. Uh, Drider blend, lots of grana on that one. All the uh, basil's underneath. Okay. So, kind of the opposite. Well, I'm just looking at these finished ones here that you're holding because these are always going to be turned into. These are by the these slices. These are all for the slice shop, yeah. Yeah, I love this crust. The color on the crust. You get the multiple variations of brown, basically, right? Dark brown, deep brown, light brown, tan, um, and the sort of the bubbling and the charring and the. That's what you want to see. Right? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, she's looking. You want that little kind of, uh, I always say I want like a steering wheel. <laughs> a little fat around. A steering wheel, that's a good way to put it, yeah. Do you want to be able to, your guests, to pick this up, fold it with three fingers, and have no tip sack? Yes. Okay, that's so the goal. That's the East Coast. This is East a long Coast. cry from Roman. I forgot to ask you about the cheese. It cheese. looks like shredded. Uh, uh, right now, most of our cheese. This is a. Um, it's grande cheese. It's a. It's the uh, mozzarella um, provolone blend, and then fontal is uh, usually our other cheese we mix with. 
Uh, this is Soto Chenere, which is a truffle. And that's the finished cheese on the wildwood, the mushroom. So, got some sauteed mushrooms yeah, over here. Yeah, there's a cremini and shiitake. Right now, we've been adding cremini to the mix, or I mean chanterelles to the mix. So this is something I first saw at Upside in New York, where they oh, ask their staff to actually saute the mushrooms ahead of time. Because as fo many folks, or maybe they don't know, when you put raw mushrooms on a pie, they're going to kick out a lot of water, you get a wet pizza. Yeah. So you insist on having to saute these ahead of time. You roast them. You roast them. Oh, they're all oven roasted, yeah, all the, all the mushrooms. Such a difference, doesn't it? It does, it, yeah, the moisture content. How long do you bake them at what temp? What, the pizzas? Yeah. Uh, pizza 600, uh, roughly about seven, eight minutes per pie. And I noticed you got pizza masters, so how do you oh, yeah. set your ceiling in your deck for that? Uh, two and two. Two and two. Yeah, I don't know what other people do. <laughs> well, Sarah at uh, uh, Lovely's 50-50, I think, is a 10 above Whoa. and a zero below. Oh, wow. And Scotty's does, I think, a, se a seven and a two. Interesting. Yeah, we just, it was that was a, the part I wasn't prepared for working with this, uh, was figuring out the bottom and top 10. But two and two just seemed to be the happy happy spot for it so it seems daunting to, to have an all-natural starter to run a pizza joint with lots of volume um, I, what advice would you give folks to do that because that I mean it's noble cause to do that I think the flavor obviously is unparalleled but what are the challenges um, the challenges are temperature um, the feeding and maintaining it so that it doesn't over uh, it doesn't get over fermented um, there's a lot of challenges, actually. <laughs> is, there, are there, is there temperature fluctuation here? In the, here in the summers are intense here. I mean, you saw we had 118 yeah, that one time. But that, 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 about that time, um, we did hit some issues where our dough was over-fermented and it all just started eating itself and falling apart in our hands. <laughs> is part of that because there's no, air conditioning is not universal here? Uh, part of it is that. And part of it is, I mean, we do have, it's a brand new build out, so we have AC here, which we're lucky, but a lot of places don't. Um, but yeah, definitely just uh, the the temperature, because we let it sit out at certain times, and just training your staff to know how to adjust the the, the times that it sits out, and our water temps, everything everything is affected by that by the heat. Now you're running a joint here that obviously it would it looks and feels like an East Coast New York style with this by the slice. I have friends in New York in the business, and I wanted to see where you fall on the side of this argument or preference. Some people swear by having a fresh pie out of the oven, maybe three or four minutes out of the oven, let the cheese set a little bit, slice it, eat it. Others insist on having a slice that's already been cooled, congealed, and then refreshed in the oven on that stone deck for a second bake, in a, in a sense, for three or four minutes. Um, wh where do you fall in those camps? Oh, my God. Okay, so I was raised by my grandmother, um, and... Maybe in her older age, she was a little bit more impatient, but she would kind of overbake everything and kind of get everything super crispy and kind of dried. I prefer the slice baked in the toaster oven extra long, so I guess that really crisp and char. I like things a little bit charred. Okay, so it's like a well-done person like, well like done, that. Yeah. Okay, all right. But uh, no, I definitely think my the pies, when they come out fresh from the oven to the customer, uh, I think they look beautiful and I I think people enjoy it more. <laughs> okay, what is the story with these focaccias? One with this looks like Roman up here with uh, the potatoes. This, this is this, uh, that truffle cheese we use, and yeah, this is a thin sliced potato on top. Uh, I'd like to do one on a pizza, but it's it's hard because the pizza bake is so much shorter. 
so getting that crisp um, edges. And the dough is different, it's got oil I'm guessing? Uh, it's exact same dough, the only, we there's oil in the pan, that's about the only difference. Um, and it's, it's, it's let, we leave it out a lot longer so that it's almost, almost to the point of over fermenting where it's just like a big soft puddle of, you know, <laughs> dough. We're going to break from savory for a second, and I've never done this on the show, but we're going to talk sweets because when I came in yesterday to try a slice, I also had this chocolate chip cookie with the hazelnuts and the sea salt, and I've been thinking about it for the last 23 hours or so since I was here. Uh, please tell me what's the story with the chocolate chip cookies. I've never had one so good in a pizzeria. Oh, oh well, okay. Uh, my background's pastry. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm naturally, I went towards pastry. I wanted to have a good dessert. Uh, and this cookie I worked all through COVID. We it had many variations. Um, hazelnuts, obviously, because it's the Pacific Northwest. And, um, but yeah, it's just, uh, my whole goal I told Tony was that if the, the pizza sucks, at least people close, which we call it the closer. They'll, they'll leave with a really amazing cookie. And that's what they'll remember. And so we call it the closer and that's why it really is amazing <laughs> it's got um, like three chocolates in there also has heath bar in there and hazelnuts and it's made with rye and spelt flour so it's got a really nice crumb ah, that's it just, it's got this depth <laughs> this depth and complexity that i love that. i've never talked about chocolate chip cookies on a pizza show before anyway <laughs> i digress the pizza is delicious i've had i had it yesterday i had the wildwood with the mushrooms you talked about and then i had a fresher one uh, which is kind of a seasonal pie seasonal, with yeah. uh, cauliflower and Fresno chilies. Pickled Fresnos, it has uh, green uh, olives, uh, it has chive oil, chive oil and uh, fontal, and I believe in mozzarella. But again, you can kind of tap into your creativity as a chef. You don't have to just stick with pepperoni and sausage and meatball. No, no, we change the seasonal, we change out. It's the one thing that changes out probably every three to four weeks, just depending on what's at the market. Um, and it has to be pretty much vegetarian. We, I added a, I did a, 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 an Italian peppers maybe back in August, um, but I added sausage to it and there was like a revolt. <laughs> the, people were upset that I took away a vegetarian option and added more meat to the case. So I've, I've stuck pretty much with all vegetarian options for the seasonal now. There's plenty of meat in here already. Yeah, there's a lot. All right, hey, listen, final question we ask all our guests uh, before we go. Knowing what you know now about pizza making, and you certainly spent a lot of time on this subject, what would you have told your younger self, maybe six months, a year before you got into pizza as a profession, to be successful? I would say kind of keep it simple. Keep it simple? <laughs> I, You're, I, do it. I know, I didn't do it. Anyways, so I don't, I, I don't know. I think I would... I would but, if you sim but if you simplify it, you're going to compromise on flavor, aren't you? Yeah, you will. I, I don't know. I think I w would have done it just exactly how we've done it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have changed anything. Maybe I would have had a, another one of me to help out, but no, I, I wouldn't change anything. I think, I think uh, all the extra details have made us what we are. So, so be unique. Um, do it the way you want to do it, and uh, don't compromise. Exactly. Yeah. Darby, it's really been a pleasure. Um, folks, if you're in Portland, come to the northwest side of the city. Boy, everything here is 15 minutes, by the way. Um, to check out Pizza Thief. You're not going to find Roman here. You will find the focaccia. And you'll find a lot of New York slices, East Coast-style slices. But the specialty, obviously, is that all-natural starter. That's really the unique element here. Um, I say get it fresh. Darby says get it secondly out of the oven if you like it well done. You choose how you want to get it. Darby, thank you so much. Thank you. Great. Thanks for the interview.
All right, coming up in two weeks, we are literally traveling to the opposite end of the country, Tampa Bay, Florida, where the Ebor City style of baking led to the creation of a unique pizza slice. I tell them it's cold pizza. Um, personally, I love um, like pizza the next day. Like, and, and when I'm saying pizza, I'm talking about New York or Chicago. So I prefer New York style, but next day pizza out of the fridge, cold. I don't heat my pizza back up. And maybe that's because I grew up on Scachata. I'll talk with the fourth generation owner of La Segunda Bakery about their iconic Scachata. That's in two weeks on April 15th. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Please tell a friend and rate us. We'd love to know what you think about the show. We are at Pizza City USA on Instagram, and our website is pizzacityusa.com. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song, and here is wishing you an optimal bite ratio always. <laughs>